Hello and welcome to This Friendly World, an audio show about all sorts of things going on today in this friendly world of ours. Uh, my name's Jamie Ailing and this is the first episode of This Friendly World, so I hope uh, whoever's listening right now out there enjoys it and enjoys the topics I'm going to be talking about. Uh, just to set the scene, I'm currently living in the United States in the Midwest, so it's December right now, so it's very cold. It's winter time, and sitting here recording this show for anyone who is interested in listening and anyone who cares about current events that are going on right now, because current events are very important as they are current and they are happening right now as we speak, as I speak. So let's just get right into it. I've got four categories here today. The first is conspiracies. So I've got a couple of conspiracies to talk about. Second is politics. Um, uh, I've got a couple of sort of controversial things to talk about in politics. Uh, and then education. I've got a few things to that are sort of more on the education side, uh, things that you might not know. And then uh, for at the very end, I'll be talking about a charity that people should know about that is um, really important and um, hopefully convince some people to donate um, if you are able to do that. If not, that's that's totally fine. But um, yeah, I think I just want to shed some light on some of these important topics. So uh, let's start with conspiracies. So. The watered-down water conspiracy. This is, honestly, this is pretty insane. It's pretty controversial, but I truly believe that it's happening. Um, lately, I've been noticing, well, lately, the last few months, I've been noticing the water coming out of my tap at home here is, it's just been more watery than usual. And I truly, truly believe that they are watering down the water that they are giving us now it's it's just been too watery it's been more watery than usual you know and i think that they are watering it down just to to create a larger um a larger amount and we're not getting all the benefits of water that we should be getting because they're adding to it and diluting it with water now I want you to go to your tap right now and I want you to turn it on and I want you to just feel it. Maybe grab a glass and take a sip and just see if you think um, that they're watering down your water. Now, I'm in the Midwest. I don't know if this is happening everywhere, but I think they're watering the water down in the Midwest. I think I've asked multiple people about this and they agree it's more watery than usual and it has to stop. It has to stop. And if anyone out there who is listening uh, has any information about this, please send it to me. Uh, please send it in to me. Um, I'll put an email address at the end of this uh, at the end of this episode. And if anyone has any information, please send it to me because I want to get to the bottom of this. Now, big pharma. This is something that a lot of people talk about. Now, I'm going to do a little Google search here to just show you what I'm talking about. Um, hold on one sec. 
Now, big pharma, we've all heard of this. Um, uh, if you if you look up how many vegetables should we eat in a day, they say the CDC.gov says that we should be eating two to three cups of vegetables as part of a healthy eating pattern per day. Now, have, have you, has anyone actually eaten that many vegetables? Do you know how hard it is to fit three cups of vegetables in, in, into your day? Now, this is what I believe. I believe that the, far, that the farmers of our country and the government are in cahoots. They are just simply trying to sell more vegetables. They're saying, oh, you should be eating, let's say, three cups a day. Do you know how much that is? If you're in a family of five, five, ten, fifth, that's 15 cups of vegetables per day that they say that a family of five should be eating. That's just money straight into the pockets of our farmers. Now, farmers are important. We should be eating vegetables daily, but three cups per person? I mean, I, I, I truly think that we don't need to be eating that many vegetables. I really don't. People are going, oh, oh, I need to eat three cups of vegetables per day. They're going down to the store, buying up all these vegetables. And, and this is just money straight into the pockets of farmers. Where do you think they get all the money to buy those big machines from? I mean, have you ever thought about that? They've got these massive machines. They're, they've got these huge things that go over the farms that spray water. I mean, do you know how much these pieces of machinery cost? Okay, we, they don't need to, and, and the farms are huge. They don't need to be growing this many vegetables, really. I mean, think about it. And they're saying to us, oh, you need to eat three, two to three cups per day. They probably started with two and they said, you need to eat two cups per day. And they're like, no, no, now it's, no, three, three is better. You need to eat three cups per day because that's, you know, however much percent more money we get per year. So if anyone out there has any information about this, please get in contact with me at the email address at the end of this episode. Now, we're going to get onto politics now. I've got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, and I know you're thinking politics. Oh, everyone, everyone talks about politics. This is just what we need. Another podcast, another audio show about politics. Well, the, the, there are a couple of things that no one is talking about. Okay, if you Google this, you will see no search. You will see no search results. If you look this up on the podcast app, no one is talking about this. There is a group that's getting bigger and bigger every day. The Don't Ban Guns, Ban Bullets movement. The Don't Ban Guns, Ban Bullets group. Now, I'm a huge gun rights activist. Okay, I think that that anyone should everyone should be able to have a gun and everyone should be able to have a machine gun a military weapon literally anyone should be able to walk into a store and buy a military weapon a machine gun and be able to carry it around to protect themselves okay this is what makes sense to me and it's what makes sense to a lot of people now this group the don't ban guns ban bullets movement is completely counterproductive. What they think is they say, keep your guns. Because a lot of people say we need to ban guns. They say, don't ban guns. Guns aren't the problem. It's the bullets that go inside the guns that are the problem. 
Now, obviously, this is ridiculous because the point of guns is to kill people. The point of guns is to protect your family and property and kill people with your gun. How am I meant to kill people with my machine gun if I don't have any bullets? I mean, it's a simple question. It's a simple argument. This group has to be stopped. This movement has to be stopped. The Don't Ban Guns, Ban Bullets movement has to be stopped. We cannot ban bullets because how are all these people meant to kill people without their bullets? And please, email me your thoughts about this. I, I want to hear what, if anyone out there is listening, I want to hear what you have to say about this topic, Don't Ban Guns, Ban Bullets movement. And if anyone from the Don't Ban Guns, Ban Bullets group is listening, email me too and try and convince me. I mean, I'm an, I'm an open book. I'm, a, I'm an open-minded person and I change my opinions all the time based on information I read. And if I, it turns out I'm wrong about something, then I change my mind. Now, the other thing I'd like to talk about are explosives. Now, a lot of people in this country have military weapons that are, that are machine guns, and you can kill so many people just in one, in one blast of your machine gun, okay? So if there are 10 people trying to uh, get onto your property to burgle your home or to attack your family, you can point your machine gun to the right and start shooting it and do it one single sweep and kill, what, 20, 10, 20 people at once in just one motion um, and successfully uh, make your home and family safe. I want to ask you this. Why aren't we allowed to have bombs? It is illegal to create a bomb. It's illegal to create a pipe bomb. Pretty sure you're not even allowed to share the information about how to create a bomb. Now, why is this? Why is this? It is harder to kill people with bombs than it is a machine gun. But somehow machine guns are legal and bombs aren't. You know, I should be allow allowed to lace my property out. I should be able to outline my property with bombs, with uh, mines, etc. And if, if someone comes onto my property to, or tries to come onto my property to burgle me or assault my family, they're not going to be able to because they're going to be blown to smithereens. Now, I want to ask if, if anyone from the government is listening to this out there, I want to ask you truly, why are, bo are bombs, explosives illegal and firearms aren't? I think this is something we all need to be thinking about. Now, we're on to education now. That's enough politics. I want to talk about a few interesting concepts here. The first one I want to talk about is the history of physical violence. My uncle, Robert Portfolio, he's a professor at the University of Sydney in Australia, and he put out a book called The History of Physical Violence. And this, I'm just going to read a, a passage from the book. Here we go. Not many people know this, but physical violence dates back a very long time. When we were just cavemen running around with rocks and sticks and doing God knows what else, violence had been discovered by a nameless caveman. The story goes, a caveman tripped on a rock while carrying a large stick, resulting in the stick being launched towards another caveman, striking him in the head. 
The first caveman looked up and saw the second caveman whimpering, holding his head and saying, Ow! As the first caveman stood up, the second caveman put his arms up in what we now call self-defense and lowered his head. When the first caveman took a step toward him, the second caveman then ran away. The caveman was confused, which was common back in those days, unlike today where everybody always knows what's going on. From that point on, whenever the caveman came across another caveman doing something he didn't like, he would smack them on the head with his stick and they would stop. This made him extremely powerful among his peers, but only for a while. Eventually, the other cavemen started realizing they could do this too, so they started finding sticks and hitting each other, causing violent chaos, which hasn't stopped even up until this day, as there is still violence happening on a daily basis all over the world. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting to think there was once no violence and everyone was living in harmony and and just, a, as my uncle said, a nameless caveman just discovered it out of nowhere by accident. Uh, and now he started using it. And because of that, because of his choice to use it, even though it was a bad thing, human beings haven't stopped using violence to this day. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So I thought that was very interesting. And the book's available on Amazon. If you look up Robert Portfolio, The History of Physical Violence, you'll be able to buy it and read it. The next thing I want to talk about is a concept I came up with a few years ago that I use uh, with businesses um, to help them when they are put in this situation. It's based on an experience I had at work a few years ago. What happened was uh, I worked this wasn't in my department but it was the department who worked next to our department and we all kind of worked in the same area so I kind of saw all of this happen I saw all of it go down and basically long story short there was a bully in the department next to mine who would make life miserable for the other staff by being passive-aggressive making snide remarks uh, when they were angry at someone, they would kind of, <clears throat> you know, bump things, bump things toward them. If there was a rack or, a <clears throat> or a you know a, a a chair or something, they'd sort of you know, bump it with their arm next to them, make a loud noise, that kind of thing. Nothing actually violent, but just just very immature sort of uh, bullying, you know and just sort of speaking passive-aggressively, over-explaining things, that, that kind of thing. And they were just making life miserable for the other employees in that department. And um, unrelated to that, they hired someone who turned out to be sort of an easy target. They hired a new employee who was an easy target for this bully. And the bully just latched onto them and they ended up leaving all the other staff alone. Um, they actually started being pretty friendly to the other employees, but they were they were just being awful to this new employee who was an easy target. Now it goes without saying that you know for months uh, before this employee was was hired, this new employee, uh, you know the other employees would complain to management 
about the bully and say, you know, you've got to do something, you've got to talk to them or, you, you, you know, you've got to let them go, you know. But the thing was, was that management didn't want to get rid of this bully because they were a great worker. They were fast, they were efficient, they were good at their job and they were great as an employee but they were a terrible person, they were a bully. So they so they were sort of stuck in the middle. They were saying, we gotta get rid of this person because they're they're making the other people in the department miserable and they're being awful and they're being a bully, but we also don't want to get rid of them because they're fast and we're not gonna be able to find anyone faster than this. They're efficient and they're fast and we don't want to lose them. So I turned this situation into a concept for businesses to use when they are in this situation. So if you're listening out there and you manage a department or you're a business owner, small business owner, and you're dealing with a bully, this is what you do. You hire somebody not to be a regular employee. You know, you're straight with them and you say, this is why we're hiring you. We are hiring you to take the abuse from this bully from this person you you pay them extremely well you pay them like bloody 30 40 dollars an hour 50 dollars an hour just to take the abuse so then they leave everyone else in the department alone and the bully does their work fast and efficiently they keep your business being successful but they leave everyone alone now you might think oh well that's not very nice for the person that's being hired to take the abuse but it, it's like a theater performance you know when, when you're watching a play and someone's yelling at someone or abusing someone up on stage you know it's part of the script you don't feel bad for them it's part of the script and that's what's going on here you're hiring someone who's being paid extremely well to be the bully's target Now, we're coming to the end of education here. I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm teaching diving classes down at my local swimming center. And uh, I don't want to give my location. So if you're interested in uh, joining up, you send me an email, uh, send me a message to the email at the end of this video, at the end of this uh, episode, and I'll tell you where you can join. And if you're in the area, you can join. But Uh, I'm teaching diving classes. They're not regular diving classes. I'm teaching people how to dive out of a pool. So send me an email if you're interested. Now that's it for this first episode. I'd like to thank anyone out there who listened for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found the topics interesting and I'm looking forward to making the next one. Uh, Now I'd like to end... Uh, each episode with a little fact or tidbit or a piece of advice so before I go I'd like to just say this has been This Friendly World Uh, I'm Jamie Ayling hope you enjoyed the show and I'd like to just end with this piece of advice never drive over a child in the road because there might be a pile of leaves under them thanks so much for listening bye bye If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to thisfriendlyworldshow at gmail.com. Also, I'm on Twitter at co-founder Jamie.